0: there is still a lot of corn in the field i know that but harvest is wrapping up quickly in some key areas now what what should you be thinking about this fall that will help you grow another crop in 2024 we'll run down the checklist and it's wednesday that means it's time to check in with this week's farmer forum from an already
1: full plate via farm journal broadcast this is AgriTalk. talk this morning we'll begin with a conversation with angie reichs hins from iowa state university then it's our farmer forum with panelists rock Ketchnig and dennis bogards directly following the news margie Eckelcamp from the scoop joins i'm handsome newsman davis michelson and now
0: the host of agri-talk chip flory all right davis hey thank you so much um it might be a little soggy down your way this morning
1: quite soggy yes yeah. it's been uh, soggy since the last time we spoke i believe
0: yeah i think i think that's <laughs> about right now they're they're talking about some uh, some potential flooding down there we've got a mm-hmm. line of showers from southern texas up through central oklahoma into central and eastern uh, kansas And over into central Missouri, another line of showers has got Big Apple Joe out in South Bend. Uh, But that stretches from southern Missouri up to Michigan. Mm. And there it is. That pretty shade of sky blue on the radar. The snow up in Montana and North Dakota. Minot is Mm -hmm. getting hit fairly hard with snow here this morning. Welcome to Talk.
1: Yeah, clear in Alaska. Looks like almost statewide. Good morning, Alaska.
0: Good morning, Alaska. (laughs) You know there is that one spot of showers. There is happening there in the Gulf. There's
1: one kind of down in the one corner there, then one like
0: little bit,
1: and this one's purple, purple and green.
0: Exactly. You know that could be that that could be birds. It could be we birds. It know. could be
1: uh, seals. First seals, seals maybe. Yeah. Seals, probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Most of them. laughs> Welcome to Agri Talk. I'm Chip. That's Davis. Uh, oh. Yeah. We'll run down some of the things that uh, uh, the checklist that everyone should have in front of them for this fall on what needs to be done and can still be done mm-hmm. to help get ready for next year's production. We'll talk about that. Uh, uh, and then Farmer Forum. We'll get. Harvest reports from Illinois and from southern Iowa, south-central Iowa here this morning. Looking forward to the conversation with Rock and Dennis. Okay, buddy, let's get to the news. What do you got?
1: Well, let's do start with that National Weather Service weather outlook. Significant early season winter storm brings heavy snowfall to portions of the northwest, northern Rockies, and northern plains. Widespread heavy rainfall with scattered to widespread instances of flash flooding possible in the southern plains Wednesday and much above average temperatures for eastern and central portions of the country, while temperatures turn frigid in the northern Rockies and plains. Kind of what we were talking about yesterday, but uh, you know let's let's not
0: forget. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude, I'm looking at this temperature forecast and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. wow, this is gonna hurt. Today yeah. and tomorrow we've got highs around 70 here in Northeast Iowa. Mm -hmm. Gets cold in a hurry starting on Saturday. Highs in the high 30s, maybe 40 degrees this weekend. It's going to be chilly. Yep. Well, private exporters report
1: sales of 126,000 metric tons of soybeans for delivery to China during the 23-24 marketing year. Another daily sale, Chip. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and we should be getting these every day. Uh, As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, they should be bigger than 126,000, and it should be to more than just china we need to see some some more unknown destinations in here which at this time of the year can be uh some european destinations
1: well chip republicans have been unable to agree on a replacement house speaker leading to a series of unsuccessful nominations without a speaker lawmakers cannot bring bills to the floor for consideration Yesterday's initial nominee, Representative Tom Emmer, Republican from Minnesota, dropped out of the race after a short-lived nomination. Driven partly by criticism from former President Donald Trump, who called him a, quote, globalist rhino, House Republicans Tuesday evening nominated Representative Mike Johansson from Louisiana as its latest choice for speakership. There was talk of a vote this morning. Have you heard?
0: Um, I, I haven't heard anything. There pro- I think there probably will be a vote on Mike Johnson. Mm -hmm. and it sounds like he's got the votes to get the job Hey, okay so could be mike johnson from louisiana
1: well in other news iowa's farmland values which saw consecutive record-breaking increases for two years are now showing signs of cooling though they remain near historic highs the des moines register says several factors contribute to this slowdown including drought declining farm profits and rising costs and interest rates The United Auto Workers expanded its strike against Detroit's automakers with a walkout at one of General Motors' largest and most profitable factories marking the second straight day of escalation by the union. The unannounced strike came one day after about 6,800 UAW workers walked out of a suburban Detroit factory where Chrysler parent Stellantis makes Ram pickup trucks. Chip, those are among the company's most profitable and highest-selling models. An undercurrent here. General Motors made an unexpected decision to abandon its previously set goal of manufacturing 400,000 electric vehicles by mid-2024. This move underscores the growing concerns among automakers regarding the market's sustainability for battery-powered cars. Let's see, and just one more here. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres condemned Israel's siege and bombing of Gaza, characterizing it as collective punishment against the Palestinian people and a breach of humanitarian law. In response, Israel vehemently rejected Guterres' statement.
0: Chip. All right. Thank you very much, Davis. Uh, Let's bring in Margie Echolkamp, editor of The Scoop. Good morning, Margie.
2: Good morning, Chip.
0: Okay. So every year we learn more and more about how farmers are using uh, the Internet and buying their inputs online. What are you learning now?
2: So we have just wrapped up our next issue of the scoop where we will provide exclusive insights on farm journals annual crop input purchase behavior study. A lot of folks are are, been looking to this study over the last six years as a way to monitor How many farmers are buying any of their crop inputs online? And that study is unique in the market, both in its focus on crop inputs as well as its longevity. So stay tuned. Another aspect that we have live on the website right now comes from the CEO and co-founder of Agven, Alexander Rachair, and he shares a lot about what retailers have seen as the benefit of digitizing their business, as what as well as that farmer behavior on those grower portals. So AgVen to date has about 65,000 farmer users across all of its grower portals, expects to bring a total of 100,000 farmers regularly using those portals, interacting with their ag retailer that way. And Alexander shared the number one use case for farmers going online is checking grain prices, looking at scale tickets, yeah. viewing their invoices and balances. Yeah. Their second is product research. Third, it's some kind of file share or reviewing some prescription maps or file sharing. And then fourth is e-signing contracts. So yeah. I think it's important to look below the surface of how ag retailers are digitizing their business and farmers are using those tools.
0: Very interesting. Yeah, it's a, it sounds similar to what, how an average consumer is using the internet to buy stuff from amazon and so on and and to conduct business good stuff margie thank you that's margie echo camp editor the scoop get more www.thedailyscoop.com we're going to north central iowa for some cropping tips next
1: the scoop on AgriTalk is brought to you by tyrannis moving the acre forward every acre tells a story find yours at acreforward.com that's acreforward.com
3: Every acre tells a story, but to hear it, you need the right tools. Tyrannus Acre Forward Intelligence turns leaf-level data into actionable insights. Read your fields from the palm of your hand. Make decisions with more certainty and speed than ever before. And have a more informed discussion with your retailer to preserve your hard-earned farm legacy, season after season.
0: Every acre tells a story. Find yours at acreforward.com. That's acreforward.com.
4: Advanced Acre Rx from Winfield United is the full season agronomic prescription program that's got farmers talking, providing extra protection through a service warranty, making yields more uniform over time. The Advanced Acre Rx program is turning risk into reward. To hear what farmers have to say, visit winfieldunited.com AARX. Agreement is required and conditions, restrictions, and service fees apply. Percentage goals for the APH crop yield range from 95 to 105% for corn and 95 to 100% for soybeans. Due to factors outside of Winfield United's control, results to be obtained cannot be predicted or guaranteed by Winfield United. Results may vary.
1: We're not saying Bravant Seeds could beat every seed brand out there. We're just saying that a new way of doing things backed by constant innovation, over 100 years of ag experience, science and service, one of the world's largest libraries of corn germplasm, and utilizing the expertise that can only come from local ag retail has led Bravant Seeds to average more bushels per acre than the competition every year we've sold seed. That's all. Bucking the status quo. That's the Bravant Seed Standard.
5: Is your dry fertilizer pulling its weight? With Titan XC, your dry fertilizer will work harder than ever before. Ask for Titan XC on your dry fertilizer this fall to maximize nutrient efficiency so you can grow farther with greater yield and return on investment. Available exclusively from Nutrien Ag Solutions. Contact your local Nutrien Ag Solutions crop consultant for more information. Always read and follow label directions. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app?
2: Stop, that dog does not want to be petted.
5: (laughs) Just a little heads up before something bad happens.
2: Move your coffee cup away from your computer. Oh, no, 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 no.
5: So you can have more control.
1: Stop, you're texting your boss by mistake.
5: Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre diabetes awareness partners.
1: AgriTalk is brought to you by Bravant Seeds. You want someone who knows how to do the whole job. That's what ag retailers do. That's why Bravant Seeds are available only through retailers. Find yours at slash retail.
0: Davis, it's such an exciting time of the year, isn't it?
1: It really is. Yes. You
0: got football weekends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We now know that it's going to be the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, two wild card teams. How does that happen? I mean, I it makes it makes me that much more upset that the Cubs just faded so hard at the end of the season. Couldn't even get in as a wild card after basically having it locked up the diamondbacks came in and kind of took it away from us they got hot early got hot at I the right say. time and now they're in the world series
1: yeah see i also do not understand how that happened
0: yeah okay well <laughs> For I'll, different explain <laughs> uh, I'll explain reasons i'll explain it to you sometime okay i'd appreciate uh, that i
1: could use it you yeah. bet
0: you bet we're, we're gathering all kinds of data from the harvest uh, we are thinking about what it's going to take to grow another crop again next year. It's that time of the year to get it figured out, and that's why we've got Angie Reek-Hines on the show today. Angie is an Iowa State University Extension field agronomist covering north-central Iowa. I saw her feed on X. It is at NCIA Crops, NCIA Crops, and there's just so much stuff in in her X feed, her Twitter feed, that I thought we need to get her on here because this is a great checklist of things that people need to be thinking about. Angie, welcome to Agritalk. How are you?
6: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. What are you learning? What are you learning this fall?
6: Uh, What am I learning this fall? Uh, People are very happy with their yields for the most okay. part in north central Iowa. Obviously, we had some people that weren't blessed with as much rainfall. Um, I also know that there's a lot of anhydrous and manure going on right now, and it seems a little early for those two practices.
0: Okay. What determines that, that it's too early?
6: Well, we normally look at soil temperatures, at least Mm -hmm. both for anhydrous applications, anhydrous ammonia applications, and our liquid manure sources, so like liquid swine manure. Uh, we want those soil temperatures at, at 50 degrees and cooling trending downwards. And this week, when I look at the soil temperatures, even as of today, um, so we we have a website, the Iowa Mesonet 4-inch soil temperature site yeah. that gives us the past few days trend and looks forward for the next week or so. Um, our soil temperatures in north central Iowa are still well into the lower 60s. And what happens when we apply nitrogen is, that ammonia reacts with water in the soil, converts to ammonium. Uh, that ammonium is positively charged and stays on that soil interface because soils are negatively charged, and it doesn't move. But under warmer temperatures and biological processes, that ammonium um, converts to nitrate, and yeah. which is negatively charged, yeah. um, and then is subject to leaching. So if we stay warm, and wet this fall, and we've converted that nitrate, uh, we uh, have the potential to lose a lot of nitrogen or yeah. even next spring. So uh, I think if we wanna maximize our use of N and our dollars for our N inputs, we should maybe probably hold off on those N applications just a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, we've got the cooler temperatures, cold temperatures moving in this weekend, but it does warm up again after that. So. Boy, what watch that site. Give us that site again, Angie.
6: If you just google Iowa Mesonet 4-inch soil temperatures, you'll get to that web page.
0: Okay, very good. That process of changing anhydrous into a nitrate. How long does that take?
6: Well, that's totally moisture and temperature dependent. Okay. And there is some data that shows that if we apply anhydrous say at, um soil temperatures in their low 60s, like what we're seeing today, um, we have a relative nitrification uh, process of about 50%. So under warmer soil temperatures, that practice happens a lot faster. When we get down to about 50 degrees, that nitrification, uh, relative nitrification process is down to um, about 20%. And then okay. even if we get all the way down to about 32 degrees, right, where temp- soils might start to freeze, um, we're still at about 10%. So while that process never really stops until the ground is frozen, uh, we lower our chances of that conversion rate um, substantially when we get below 50 degrees gotcha. and we stay there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, give us some tips
0: to help growers do soil sampling right.
6: Yeah, most growers will work with a local retailer to do their soil sampling, and in this day and age, most people are doing grid samples, and the Mm -hmm. co-ops will, or their retailers or whoever's doing that will set up their grids, and they'll get good samples. What we want to make sure is happening is, one, those samples are taken to the correct depth, right? It's kind of easy to push that probe in the ground two or three inches, but you really want a six and two-thirds inch soil sample, We want to make sure we have an adequate number of soil samples and that they adequately reflect the fertility in said field. So once we collect those samples and get them shipped off to a lab, when we get our results, if things look questionable and out of line with your trend line for your soil fertility test, um, I would suggest asking the lab to rerun them. Sometimes we have lab errors. And uh, if things don't look like they're matching up well with your last set or last two sets of soil test over the last two to four years, you probably should have them analyzed again.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, I I would assume have a conversation with someone like yourself as you're going over those soil samples to put together a plan.
6: Yeah, we have a great publication called PM 1688, which looks at our P and K recommendations based on soil test. So, Those recommendations are highly response correlated uh, recommendations. So we have 50 some years worth of data at Iowa State. Those numbers were just revised in February of this year. Um, If you want help going through your soil test report, give your extension field agronomist a call.
0: Okay. All right. Um, What if you're bailing corn stocks, removing that stover from the field? Does that change? what growers should be sampling for this fall
6: Yes, actually it does. Um okay. when we remove grain, we remove so many nutrients, but when we remove stover, we're taking extra nutrients because we're taking stalks, yeah. leaves, cobs, all those things. And that can greatly re, re, greatly increase the amount of nutrients we're uh, we're removing from the field. So we have some numbers that show you how to make those calculations. Um, So if you're removing stover this fall, and there are a lot of people, not only corn stover, but soybean stover as well, uh, because forages are in short supply, um, you need to take into account those nutrients that are removed and you need to replace those nutrients for your future crops, right? So we want to keep our soil tests in those optimum levels. And when we remove all those extra nutrients, uh, we need to replace those to maximize our crop production systems for next year.
0: Right. You know, it's usually P and K that we're testing for. But I hear so much more conversation about sulfur now. Is that justified, that conversation about sulfur?
6: The conversation on sulfur is very much justified, um, at least at this point in corn and alfalfa in production systems in Iowa. We can see on average a 12 to 18 bushel increase, Wow. 12 to 18 bushel per acre increase in our corn systems um, when we apply sulfur uh, in that rotation. And we can definitely see an increase in the amount of tonnage we get in our alfalfa. So okay. we have a really great publication on that. Contact your extension county office or your extension field agronomist and we'll be happy to walk you through how to do either the tissue samples or what you're looking for in sulfur nutrition.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, In your Twitter feed, I saw something about an infestation of Asian (laughs) copper leaf, a weed that you were looking into this fall. What do we need to know about uh, weed management in the fall?
6: Well, interestingly enough, with that particular species, Mm -hmm. um, The location that I sampled, if you saw that last week, um, that's only the fifth county that weed has been positively identified in Iowa. Up until 2016, it had not been here. Our concerns with that particular copper leaf species is we know it can come with some built-in herbicide resistance because we've seen that in other countries per se, right? Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, we no one has reported finding this in other parts of the Midwest, so we're not sure how it got here. We do know that it germinates very late, and that usually our post-application of herbicide is done before we see that weed emerge. Huh. So we've been collecting seed. Uh, folks on campus are going to do some herbicide studies, and we just need to figure out how to manage that.
0: Okay. Well, we'll keep in touch with you, and I'll continue to follow your feed uh, for some updates on that. Angie, great conversation. Thank you so much.
6: Thanks for having me today. Take care.
0: All right. That is Angie reek Hines. She is an Iowa State University Extension field agronomist covering north-central Iowa.
3: At Simplot Grower Solutions, success starts with seed. For each field condition, climate, and agronomic management style, your local Simplot Grower Solutions crop advisor can help you select and provide the seed that enables you to plant a strong foundation for the growing season. Our team of seed experts are committed to your success and will offer the support you need to optimize your yield potential. Contact your local crop advisor now for your best seed opportunity or visit SimplotGrowerSolutions.com for more information.
6: Anyone can choose to make a difference. You can help people succeed, rebuild after disasters, protect the environment, or feed the hungry. Not only will you make a difference for others, but for yourself, you can earn money for college, learn career skills, and make friendships that last a lifetime. Make a difference, choose your future, choose AmeriCorps.
3: Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer
0: joining us now pro farmer editor brian grady beege another day another round of selling pressure on the grain markets what's going on
7: well uh i'm gonna start in meal uh ran to okay. a new contract high in the december contract earlier uh today and and uh, just kind of ran out of buyers at that point and, and now in a corrected pullback so more than five dollars lower here at mid-morning that's putting pressure on the uh the soybean market um what we've seen here recently is long meal short soy oil spreading mm-hmm. and they are unwinding those uh so the meal market's under pressure on that spread unwinding as, as well as profit taking that I, that I mentioned earlier and then the soy oil market is trading uh solidly to the upside uh on those spread unwinding and uh yeah it just Quite a bit of spreading activity continues in the products here. Uh, The pressure on on meal and and soybeans weighing on corn, wheat's lower as well. And and so, um, you know, like you said, the bulk of the price action aside from soy oil is to the downside here.
0: Yeah, it really doesn't need a headline to just kind of drift to the downside right now, does it?
7: No, uh, you know, just not a lot of fresh, supportive news out there. I mean, there is some for the meal market, uh, but it's caught up in that corrective trade, like
0: I said. All right. Cattle Complex is trying to recover again today. Yeah, absolutely, and
7: we'll see if they can hold on to those gains uh, because, you know, Monday's big washout, uh, yesterday's finish was relatively disappointing uh, for bulls and and trying to claw back some, uh, both in live cattle and feeder cattle. We'll we'll see if they can hang on to those into the close. Uh, In the hog market, uh, working to the upside a little bit on some some light corrected buying, uh, but nothing more than that because the cash index continues to slide on a
0: seasonal basis here, along with the pork cutout value. All right, Brian, thanks, buddy. That is Pro Farmer editor Brian Grady on Markets Now.
3: Hello?
8: Man, where are you? I thought you were
3: coming. I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <laughs> the flu?
8: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grandma's about to crowd, sir. Man, I'll call
3: you back. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. Don't get flu
4: FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org.
2: Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council.
4: This is Andrew McCrae, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in their industry. We'll talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com.
1: Opinions expressed on Agritalk do not necessarily reflect the views of farm dribble broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. Agritalk is brought to you by Advanced Acre Rx from Winfield United, the comprehensive, customized program that's paying off at operations across America. Visit winfieldunited.com AARX.
0: Welcome back to Agritalk. Glad that you're with us on this Wednesday morning. Uh, great conversation there with Angie, man. I really appreciate that checklist of things to go down through. And mm-hmm. Davis, you know what? Yeah. Mm. I I've been talking to a lot of producers, and well, and a lot of of uh, chemical and fertilizer reps, yep. and they all talk about sulfur now. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. it, Iowa State's got some research that says, you know, getting sulfur right
1: mm-hmm. can be
0: worth seventeen bushel an acre.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: that's that's worth figuring it out and figuring out what you got to do to get it right good it absolutely grief.
1: is yep you can for sure yeah. maximize with some sulfur
0: you bet you bet all right let's get to the farmer forum rock Ketchnik over in illinois how you doing rock wonderful pal how you getting along we're doing just fine you in the combine this morning
9: no, no. We had three tenths of an inch of rain. We've got a little red flag rain delay going on this morning. Hey, I gotta agree with you with the sulfur. Uh, we've implemented into that our strip till program, and I sure agree on getting that into your really? fertility program.
0: Now, do you you yeah. notice it in in yield? I would assume, but it's got to be plant health and everything.
9: All the above. Uh, huh. I, don't, I don't think we can keep it a secret a secret any longer. But we're finding a lot more bushels out here this year than we ever dreamt. Uh gosh, even on our poor soils, uh, three things, strip-till program, putting that seed right above the fertility, cover crop, and as Ken Ferry mentioned, what our hybrids have done in the past 10 years. Yeah. Things have really changed in this program.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then the management side of things. I mean, we're talking about a realization that these plants weren't getting the sulfur that they need, and it's all part of the Clean Air Act. Uh, you know, it, it used to be that we got our sulfur for free. Didn't we?
9: (laughs) We sure, we we sure did.
0: How times change. Yeah. How times (laughs) change for sure. For sure. All right. We'll talk more about those yields here in just a second. Let's get Dennis Bogards from South central Iowa into the conversation. Dennis, it's good to talk with you again. How are you, man? Oh, good to be on
3: here again, too. Doing really good. So
0: good, good, good. What do you what What are you doing this morning?
3: Uh, we are combining corn. The uh, the rain kind of split and went around us, and um, kind of seems like that's what it's done all all season. It <laughs> we, we get a little tiny bit of sprinkles, might shut us down for a day or half a day, and and you kind of psych yourself up that you're going to get a rain day, and the next thing you know, you're combining the next day all day long. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good and a bad thing, but. Um, we're we're combining this morning so if you hear a few beats or squeals yep. or something we're we're rolling
0: so yep good deal keep rolling we can have the conversation you can multitask yes. i've seen you do it before <laughs> so talk, <laughs> yep. so talk talk to me talk to me about uh, how this corn crop is doing
3: um yeah the corn crop's really good this year around here we're, um I, I don't know if i'm gonna to say record yields but we're seeing just really good yield especially good um we were we were fairly dry this year and I expected corn to be um, yields to be down a little bit Um, but really uh, very very happy with corn yields and um, we had uh, we had tar spot come in this area kind of late and um, the acres that were sprayed with fungicide really looked pretty good but it is surprising of how much tar spot is out here and the yields Mm. are still pretty good so the the fungicide must have done its job so
0: yeah That concerns me because as dry as you were in that Pella area down there, Dennis, that for tar spot to come in and find a way in, even with fungicide spraying it, tar spot's got a little more strength to it. Survivability to it than what I thought it might. Doesn't it?
3: Yeah. And yeah, I, I think so. I was a little surprised uh, with seeing it too. And, um, and, and actually, uh, we had a little bit of white mold in the soybeans, which is really bizarre because they always talk about, you know, wet, you know, that's wet condition kind of thing. And, and you know, and I don't think the white mold really hurt us too bad, but um, we could find it in plants. Um, and we haven't seen white mold in this area in quite a while. So um, kind of both of them this year, a little, little bit odd. I'm not sure how we got them started. The only thing I can figure is just enough. We had a lot of dew. Yeah, mornings and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's what helped it come in and facilitate it or what. But.
0: Yep. Yep. Now, here's the thing about what Dennis is talking about, you guys. This is season number two in a row that you would describe as as dry, right?
3: Yeah, I would I would say we're on the dry side where um, I, I don't know that I'm going to call it a full blown, you know, You know terrible drought maybe like we were in 2012 or something like that but yeah you know the last last year the rain came at the right time in august and we got rain and um this year we we really turned it off in august and still kind of grow these kind of yields is a little bit surprising so um but yeah definitely on the dry side um um, especially compared to what we had been for you know seven or eight years prior to that with rain all the time and river rivers coming out and flooding and all that kind of stuff. We just, we haven't seen that in the last three years, really.
0: Right. Right. Okay. We'll come back to you and talk bean yields here in just a bit. I want to talk with rock a little bit more about those, uh, corn yields there in West central Illinois. Um, you said they're really good. How did it happen? Rock? I mean, you were dry as heck, right? Yep. We went
9: through six weeks of extreme temperature and drought and, <clears throat> until we finally got 3.4 inches there early September, we thought we were going to be looking at another 2012 with very lengthy meetings with our crop insurance agent. Now our lightest sand, it died, it was dead, it's gone. We're gonna have a few crop insurance claims, but the lower blacker ground, uh, it's just phenomenal. Uh, We're not the 2022 yields, but we are much better than we were anticipating. Much better beans, same story, low black ground, good. Fuller maturity beans that were still green when we got that rain really benefited from that late rain. The early beans, not so much, died early. Uh, same story, pretty much. Everybody's talking about.
0: Okay, all right. Dennis, tell tell me about your bean yield. Did uh, did they hold on, build, and hold on to yield?
3: Yeah, they really um, they really did pretty good. Like like I said before, you know, no no almost no rain in August and still kind of filled out the soybeans and um you know last year we kind of i thought we had a kind of a record soybean crop and and this year we're a little bit in we're under last year's but still really pretty good and you know you you go up around interstate 80 and i was hearing some big numbers up there because they were getting the the rain so yeah. um so yeah it's um really the beans held on pretty good for for okay. what the, for the dryness that we had so
0: amazing absolutely amazing all right, uh, switching gears here a little bit. Rock, you had kind of a close call this fall, didn't you?
9: We sure did. We were in bean harvest and, you know, dry and the bean fuzz. And thanks to my son-in-law, he s- smelled smoke at the end of the night, and he got crawling around in the machine, and some of that fuzz was smoldering. And if we had walked away from the machine, we probably wouldn't have had one the next day. And, uh, gosh, the next day I thought, I better check my insurance agent to make sure we got up to date coverage on that. Well, we yeah. still had full coverage for when the machine was brand new. But lo and behold, they would have only paid me the depreciated value, but I was still paying the premium on the full brand new value. So that's something yeah. to kind of watch and to get close with your agent about.
0: Well, yeah, especially if you would have had to have gone out and replaced the machine on short notice. You, you can't go to exactly. an auction and replace one cheap right now, that's for sure.
9: Exactly, exactly. But for some strange reason, my premium was still based on the brand new value.
0: Wow. I hope you got that all worked <laughs> out with the insurance agent, Rock. Yes, we did. But
9: that's something every, something everyone needs to take a look at.
0: Yes. Yeah.
9: Uh-huh.
0: Yep. Good plan. Good plan. How's the season been going for you, Dennis? Anything that uh, you're going to remember about this harvest season like that?
3: You know, I luckily
0: haven't had that uh,
3: anything like that yet. It's it's really been a an uneventful season, thank goodness. Good. Other than just uh, switching back and forth from corn to beans constantly, it seemed like every two or three days. We were the last uh, week and a half or two weeks we've been kind of back and forth between the two. And a lot of I'm I'm pretty good at switching the combine over now. I got, got my practice <laughs> in, but. It's, it, luckily, it's been a pretty uneventful, pretty smooth year. I kind of almost hate to say it, but it's been going good.
0: So Don't worry. I'm knocking wood for you. I'm knocking wood for Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You yeah. bet. I know there probably isn't much in that in that unit you're dealing with. You know, and and he brings up a point. When you're constantly switching around and doing different things, boy, do it right when you're going down the road. And, and, and uh, just it, it, I, I've seen a lot of – I've seen a lot of heads rolling down the road this year, still on the combine, and it it just kind of I shrug my shoulders about it, I guess. But doggone it, we we need to be safe for everybody, don't we? Yeah,
3: that's true. And you know, it's it's one thing if it's if
0: you're if you can see a
3: long distance and you're on a on the flats, and yeah, I I don't even really like to do it then. But you know, I I I met a farmer this year going down a gravel road coming up over a hill and a 20 foot head on a, on there. And yeah, we made it past each other and it was okay. But boy, you know, just, just think about where you're at and your, the visual distance that you can see and, and uh, just make sure that, that we're not causing any issues because that's the last thing we need um, for anybody. So.
0: Right. Right. No doubt about it. Okay. We are in the middle of a farmer farm with Rock Ketchnig from Illinois and Dennis Bogard's, from Iowa, we've got our harvest reports out of the way. We've got that the the insurance warning. Uh, we've covered that. We've talked about some road safety. There was a big happening in Iowa last week when Navigator CO two canceled its plans for the CO two pipeline project. I want to get Dennis's take on that and where he sees the carbon issue going forward. We're going to talk some biofuel issues with rock as well. And what challenges are guys trying to manage right now that they can handle this fall to get ready again for next spring? It's Farmer Forum here on Agritalk.
1: Mom's early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. And when I left the oven on, we decided together that it was time to see a doctor and
2: make a plan. Early detection gave us more time to seek out information and support as a family. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. The Scoop Podcast is where we talk about tight supply chains, emerging agronomic challenges, technology tools delivering ROI. I'm Margie Eckelkamp, editor of The Scoop and host of The Scoop Podcast. Join me as I interview leaders from across the ag retail sector. Farmers are working hard for every bushel and their trusted advisors are by their side. Find The Scoop Podcast wherever you find podcasts so you are up to date on everything ag retail.
0: Bruce Jones, Senior Account Manager for Simplot Grower Solutions joins us, Bruce. As one crop comes out of the field, growers are starting to think about planting the next one. What should growers consider right now when thinking about the seed they'll plant next season?
8: You need to sit down and go over and create an individual plan with your crop advisor from Simplot Grower Solutions. The critical first step is to ensure success for 24. We can help you with selecting and placement of hybrids and varieties together. We can evaluate how 23 harvest results came out for you. Our crop advisors can help you think about management practices, your goals, technologies, study soil types, do soil tests, needed inputs, fertility needs, and seeding rates.
0: Bruce, talk to me more about how SimpliGrower Grower Solutions is going to help a grower make their whole season decisions for 2024.
8: Simplot Grower Solutions is a full service family owned ag retailer from America. We understand what it takes to make you successful and it all starts with seed. We're a whole acre approach company. We can take you from mine to plate. We're committed to your growers success and we know what it takes to nurture a crop from the beginning to the end. We offer you a wide range of seed brands and we are focused on your local geography and your needs.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Okay. What seed buying deadlines are coming up and where can growers go to learn more?
8: Don't forget that our seed order deadline is November 20th. So you can come find us at a, a local Simplot Grower Solutions near you and visit with a crop advisor or just simply go to SimplotGrowersolutions.com.
0: All right. Yeah. Don't forget at the early seed order deadline, November 20th, Simplot com. That is Bruce Jones, Senior Account Manager for Simplot Grower Solutions.
4: This is Andrew McRae, host of the American Countryside. I'm also a farmer and rancher from northwest Missouri, and I hope you'll join me each week for Farming the Countryside as we take a look at the top issues impacting agriculture as told by the people farming and working in our industry. We'll Talk about markets and trade, share some of the latest tips and trends for grain and livestock producers, and take a look at trends impacting rural America. Join me for Farming the Countryside on many local radio stations or on your favorite podcast platform, or just go to farmingthecountryside.com.
1: When it comes to combines, capacity and costs keep going up. So if you aren't the largest farm in the county, how do you achieve the high harvesting efficiency of the big operations while still keeping costs in check? Start by checking out the Kloss Trion 740. The latest Kloss combine delivers high reliability, low maintenance, gentle threshing, and surprising efficiency. The Kloss Trion 740. Learn more at kloss.com. AgriTalk is brought to you by Phospholutions, which is excited to launch Rhizozorb, the first fertilizer technology proven across hundreds of field trials to improve grower ROI by 20% and maintain or increase yield with less applied phosphate per acre.
0: Welcome back to AgriTalk. I'm Jeff. We're in the middle of the Farmer Forum. Rock Ketchnik from Illinois, Dennis Bogard's from Iowa. Dennis, when you heard the news... Oh, it wasn't last week it was actually the Friday before uh, that that navigator was canceling its plans for a co2 pipeline in the state uh, what was your reaction
3: um you know I it was kind of in the middle of a, just a really crazy busy time and I, I heard that they did it and i I just never even looked up to see why or what their reasoning was but I was I was supposed kind of surprised and not surprised i mean as as much uh bad feedback as they were getting and resistance that they were getting i was i kept thinking they were going to have a hard time getting it but you know it usually seems like you know these kind of companies when they when they put this kind of money into it and and they want to do something they're they're they usually find a way and do it. but you know the 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 thing that you know and i i I just i don't even know if i'm pro or or con against it but i i know that it, it's weird to me that pipelines just really seem to get tons of resistance yeah um no, no matter what it is but mm-hmm. you know i in our area we had a pipeline come through about three years ago you know a little ways away from me but man yeah. there's a lot of people that really fought it and then and then about two years later they started popping windmills up everywhere and nobody, nobody seemed to say boo about it. So right, right, I don't know. I, I, I not surprised, I'm, but surprised. And okay. at, well, at some point we're going to have to figure I'm something right. out for this. Right. So Right. Right.
0: Yeah. When it became an imminent domain situation and that was the conversation I thought, man, Oh man, this faces a big uphill battle. Now it, if uh, with, with that yep. in mind, it, it just, it became a long shot, didn't it?
3: Yeah, really. And, and, you know, and I don't know how you do a project like that without domain, but also in the same respect, I, I understand people, you know, don't like eminent domain and right. And so it's, it's just a, it's, I don't know. There's just a, there's, there's some pros and cons to it and, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't going through my farm, so I I didn't pay as close attention to it as I should have. But also, in the same respect, it's just an interesting conversation that we're probably at some point going to have to have and figure out.
0: Right, right, right. Rock, what are you focused on over there in Illinois this fall? What's got your attention?
9: Tip, there was a line that was going to cut right through the center of Henry County, Illinois. It wasn't going to affect any of my property at this point. But there was a real organized effort in Kiwanee, Illinois, to bring out the facts and the dangers of this pipeline. And due to that organization and people voicing their opinion, I think had to do with them pulling that request for that permit. And I understand that there's going to be a study and they're going to improve the the thickness of the pipeline and make it much more safer and all this and that. So I think the pipeline companies just kind of sitting back for a while, get their ducks in a row. But what it does to your farm? What it does to your soil, you know, it, it's it's not just something that's next year is going to be business as usual. The way they disturb that soil, that's a long-term event, not even leaving alone the safety aspect of someone ever getting into it. And in our country, we have gas pipelines that work their way up because our water table is so high in some low areas. They've had to use concrete blocks and cables and dig and take the gas pipelines back down again because pressure... <clears throat> Has, has, has forced them up so you know it it has a lot to do with your terrain so anyway that that term eminent don, domain just really can get you riled up you know oh your yeah. hands are just tied even though it's your, your property
0: right right so, absolutely I, i'm not
9: for it i'm not
0: for it okay okay so what what's your attitude about carbon capture carbon use is it is, is it a conversation that we need to continue to have or Do we just wait this thing out? Wait for the new administration?
9: You hit it right there on the head. Uh, you know, I bought bought an electric golf cart chip and I'm really glad I did because I'll never have anything electric again. About the time you (laughs) want to go somewhere, you're out of battery. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, you know, you know, long term, you know, how about ethanol? How about E85? You know, hey, baby. uh, the good parts of e85 you're you're a great proponent you're a great spokesman for this battle and i appreciate that very much thing you do for, for ethanol and yeah. like you said new administration
0: yeah okay what what's your thoughts there dennis
3: yeah i you know i i would have to agree we you know there's there's options out there we can you know like you said e85 and ethanol and yeah. products like that and Um, you know, electric just creates so many, so many other issues and, um, almost hate to admit it, but I I did buy a hybrid electric for my wife and we get along okay with it, but I don't know that I'd ever buy one again. It's, 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 it's okay. I just don't get excited about it. The only reason I bought it is because that was what was on the lot when we were looking and we couldn't find anything else when we were looking and so we ended up buying it, but. You know, if it hadn't been there, we wouldn't have bought it, and I wouldn't have known. But I, I kind of agree with them on the golf cart thing. It's, you know, you, it, it's just a, something different to manage in the electric side of a car. It just, um, it just gets old, and I, yeah, I'm not really yeah. in favor of it. So, um, yeah, well, seems like there's other options.
0: Yeah, David, Davis had a story uh, this morning. General Motors made an unexpected decision to abandon. Its previously set goal of manufacturing 400,000 EVs by mid 2024 move underscores the growing concern among automakers regarding the market sustainability for battery powered cars. I, it seems like right now, you guys, it'd be a great time to go in and talk to the automakers about that next generation of the internal combustion engine that. Will utilize higher blends of octane or higher blends of ethanol in that higher octane, you guys. Next Gen Fuel Act. That's what I want to get behind. You're behind it, aren't you, Rock?
9: Jeff, one quick thing I'd like to mention on my farm with older pieces of machinery around here. My two biggest headaches on this farm are tires and batteries.
0: Yeah. 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 You know? I hear you, buddy. I hear you. So. Okay, let's get behind that Next Gen Fuels Act and make it happen. Dennis, be safe. Thank you so much for your time this morning.
3: Yep, thanks for having me on. It was a good
0: time again. Good, good, good. Rock, great to talk to you, man. We'll talk to you again soon.
9: Thanks, Chip. Look forward to seeing you again.
0: All right. Rock Ketchnick from Illinois, Dennis Bogarts from Iowa. Come back this afternoon, Brian Basting. No doubt you've heard of MetLife, but did you know that MetLife Investment Management has over 100 years of ag lending experience? The MetLife Investment Management team maintains close relationships with its borrowers and can structure a customized loan with flexible terms to meet your financial needs. Looking to expand, refinance, or recapitalize? Consider MetLife Investment Management. Learn more at metlife.com forward slash ag.
2: The Scoop Podcast is where we talk about tight supply chains, emerging agronomic challenges, technology tools delivering ROI. I'm Margie Eckelkamp, editor of The Scoop and host of The Scoop Podcast. Join me as I interview leaders from across the ag retail sector. Farmers are working hard for every bushel and their trusted advisors are by their side. Find The Scoop Podcast wherever you find podcasts so you are up to date on everything ag retail.